child, tired of the bullshit. Let me go ahead and adjust my volume. Uh, what? What? Um, what? I. What you talking about? Can I just ask y'all? Yep. Sam is too young for this question. Uh oh. Has shit gotten worse out there on the road? Like. Oh. It's just like everybody's like texting and like it's seriously like fucking thunderdome. Uh, yeah. Tonight was particularly bad. As I said to Brad traffic was at mad max levels of chaos yeah. on my I, way here. i rolled down the window to the person next to me i was like are you headed to Boston town like why <laughs> is it like this it's unbelievable how many people are on their phones yeah just like and then i feel like it uh, this is the fear i have because i'm constantly like when i'm driving it's you, i know podcast listeners you can't see me right now but Corey, you can see me uh-huh. i'm like doing this basically you know i'm like swatting people to the right to the left because i feel like this is the other thing is people are like, I've been waiting long enough. <laughs> I've been waiting. I'm just going to, now I go. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Uh, you have to keep your head head on a swivel out there. Uh, I think it's exacerbated tonight because we are, you know, entering the holiday season. Yeah. I got to um, get to the summit, bitch. Yeah. Got to get to the summit. AKA Thunderdome. Yeah. Um, downtown Homewood is uh, bumper to bumper. Um from people, you know, going to those little shops and leaving work and I don't know what the hell else. Uh, it's bad out there. It's bad. And yes, the level of distraction behind the wheel has only increased uh, in recent years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're here. We're in one piece. We made it. <laughs> our, our vehicles, perhaps, this time, in one piece. Let's all remember. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, one of us has had a had a car accident on the way on to, the way to, to here, record this to podcast. Um, yeah. So, who are you anyway? Uh, my name's Corey Craft. What's up, Ding Dongs? Uh, I just had to say that to all the Ding Dongs out uh, there. And a special shout out to um, all the kittens and Corey heads out there from Corey Moore Bits Craft. Uh, this is Rachel Morgan. We need more bits. We don't actually. I think we, we do. We don't. We don't. I at think all. we do. You should. You don't. should. Uh, don't. I can get my soundboard out. Don't. Bring, don't bring some bits. Start with Let's that. burger, etc. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, let's just talk about some movies. That's please. right. It's the Side Talks podcast. We talk about movies um, and sometimes traffic and other bullshit. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. Five minute fight time. Well, you know, guys, here's the thing. Uh-huh. We got a film that we're fighting about today that neither I nor Corey has seen in several years. It's been a it's minute. Been a long it's been a time minute. for me. It's called Sideways. It ends up on a lot of people's favorite film of the decade of that deck. What decade was that? The, the 90s 2000s. or the 2000s. Um, ends up on that list a lot. I get that people love this film a lot. Guess where I'm falling on this? Uh, and you can you can start the timer sideways. I as I mentioned, Brad, I haven't we haven't seen this in forever, so I'm scratching probably at trying to get to five minutes here with my argument. I don't. I didn't didn't like this film when it came out. Uh-huh. I have no reason to revisit it. One thing I will give you is it does something kind of interesting at the end with narrative structure that I appreciated that sort of last scene moment. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't really like this movie. Um, I really do. I mean, I saw it when I was in high school, having had no prior experience with wine. It would be a few more years before I had, I had some, some experience with wine. Experience I had had some wine. experience with some with with the ever so delicate Wild Irish Rose. Yeah, I was going to say Boone's and Farm Boone's does not Farm. count as wine. I don't mm-hmm. think. 
Um, I, you know what annoyed me with this thing was what? the whole like the Merlot joke went on. It was in the trailers and then it was in the movie and then it was like, oh, and, and then all of a sudden like Merlot sales went down. I thought it was trite and silly. I get that that is some of the things I argue about here are are kind of the point of the film and I yeah. get it. But at the same time, here's what bothers me about it. Uh-huh. Like you have an incredibly misogynistic character, obviously. Sure. And wait, which a, one? Well, both of them, but the, sure, fr- to the, degrees, the but friend, the friend, is, the friend is the worst. Yes, and culprit, right? Sure. And um, I love Virginia Madsen. Yep. Um, the men in this, though, and it's kind of wall to wall D in this thing. I just think are assholes. There's there's sort of a like fat shaming scene that I think is really really gross and kind of hard to get through. And I think that that there's this feeling of like, you know what, we're gonna if we do this thing that's that's funny and that hits the same note that like locker room shit will hit. But then we kind of apologize for it. We can get away with doing it. And that's what this film feels like to me. But, I mean, it is a reflection of reality. There are people out there like this sort of curmudgeon played by Paul Giamatti and his emotionally stunted friend uh, played by Thomas Hayden Church. Sure, they I go just, on this sort I of like – need to spend an hour and 45 minutes with these people. They though, go yeah. on a, a journey of sort of – you know, discovering the fault in their perspectives and their worldview. I mean, I, I don't think you can say that this is any sort of endorsement of of their behavior or endorsement of misogyny, even though we spend a lot of time in that mindset. I mean, the, the movie is all about kind of exposing their perspectives for being uh, juvenile and um, – you know, that's kind of one of the, 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 the whole metaphor of like the, the wine improving with age, but just sort of being stuck in this bottle, et cetera. See, that's a great from. example of why I don't like this movie. <laughs> what, because it has a metaphor? <laughs> because that metaphor is just like, it, when you were saying it, I was just like, oh God, no. Like, it's just so cringy to me. It's just so cringy. And again, I hear you, but I, I don't, and I, I'm not, this is certainly reality. There's certainly right. dudes sitting around right now saying all kinds of shit that I'd be offended by. I don't want to hang out with them for for an hour and 45. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, like, I don't know. Those performances make those characters so, you know, you're not ever, like, fully in their corner because of the things that they do and say. But the actors are so good in those roles that these become sort of appealing, almost charming figures exactly. nonetheless. Exactly. And that's part of that's the problem. problem. That's, that's a problem. That's, that's, that's a, a problem to benefit, me. benefit, not a drawback. I mean, otherwise it would be unbearable to sit with these misanthropes the I whole think time. the performances are fine. I think this film gets to – this is one to me that could have just happened – Saw it, didn't like it, was mildly offended. Let's just fucking move on. But yet, when I go searching for best films of this year or this decade, or mm-hmm. it comes up time and time again as being like when I was doing the film, we're doing some research right now for our film 101 series for mm-hmm. 2024. It comes up time and time again. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Make this film go away. It's not that good. It's super dated. From, I mean, I remember at the time being like, this feels passe mm. already. This was the era, too, of the wine. Mm. Of the, like, let's go on the wine. I mean, granted, wine is kind of... Turns cool. out people like people, it. <laughs> it's, been, it's been around for a minute. Uh, Do you know wine. what I mean, though? This was the, like, the wine sure, like, era. Sure, like, you've got to go like, to Sonoma and, yes, exactly. and do wine tasting. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to do that myself. I Look, I... I'm not saying that. I'm just simply saying that it, it felt dated at the time. It was that kind of – it has a kind of vibe to it that was of the moment, and it felt a little passe when I watched it. And I can't imagine watching it now. It's got to feel not even, like, funny, cringeworthy. And, and again, like, this is just – 
I feel like it's like I'm going to tell a dirty joke and then apologize for it and one and and then I but I really meant the dirty joke. That's what it feels like to mm, me. I don't I don't think so. I don't think that I, I it's it feels no, I don't agree with that. I don't I can't articulate why I don't agree with that because again I haven't seen the movie. In and you don't and the wine stuff wasn't irritating to you, which I get once again. I think is if I'm remembering correctly, kind of the point that it, that the like swishing of the wine, sure, the, it, yes, it's supposed it's to be pretentious. A, a pretentious and annoying, yes. and but it's still like pretentious and annoying. I don't care if I don't care who the joke is on, but the joke is on them. I mean, it uh, is, and it's very funny. I mean, Alexander Payne, I, I did not really is laugh. very funny. I really didn't most laugh of the time at this thing. But I love, I love this movie. I love Paul Giamatti. I love. You know, a lot of Alexander Payne's movies, they reteamed with The Holdovers, which is how we started talking about right. Sideways in the first place, because right. I really love The Holdovers. I think The Holdovers might be his best movie since Sideways, though there's I, really only I one movie we, since then. We just that spent like. five minutes kind of talking about this film, and that's more time than this film deserves. Sam, mm. let us know. It's a great movie. Sam's here. Hey, Sam. I can't I believe it. It's been Sam a while. is in the house. Sam was on a road trip in wine country. Oh, we drank so much wine. We were so <laughs> depressed. His, we talked about it all the time. With his best friend that he apologizes for all the time. Yeah. Me and Paul G- Giamatti, actually. <laughs> he's we're good friends. He's This dude's Paul Giamatti's Nancy Tran. Oh. Wow. Okay. Um, Don't worry. Nancy won't listen to this ever. <laughs> Y'all said y'all were fighting sideways, and I really immediately thought to myself, like, the wine movie? Exactly, (laughs) Um, dude. And, I mean, it it does have something going for it, and that's the fact that its two lead actors have now portrayed two different Spider-Man villains in movies. That's Um, right. That's right. Sandman and Rhino. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, okay, movies about self-discoveries on long road trips, like, aren't necessarily bad, but when it's just two depressed, alcoholic, middle-aged <laughs> men, like, no one needs to see that. Oh, come on. Maybe Darjeeling Limited is a, a big exception, but yeah, overall, mm. um, I mean, base. so I haven't actually seen it. I don't necessarily want <laughs> to now, but yeah. yeah, everything I know about it and everything y'all said in this fight... I mean, Rachel wins by like 500,000 yes! points. I'm on a roll. Yeah, you win 500,000 points and a nice glass of wine and no I'll wine for it. Corey. I haven't seen this movie, <laughs> but I don't not... like it. Bruh, bruh, bruh. It better yeah, not okay. be a Merlot. <laughs> oh, come on. There's a joke I just said. Great movie. Well, this has gone sideways. <laughs> Attention, please. Music times three, mm-hmm. trice. Um, <laughs> listen, guys, I have a question for y'all. Okay, Brad's up in this room with us. Hey, Brad. Hello. Which I love. Um, so, with, you know, we got Beyonce out right now, currently mm. playing at Sidewalk. I, by the time this releases, I think it might still be there. And then we've had Taylor came in and you sure. know did some good numbers for us and for a lot of theaters. T- Taylor, who are you on a first name basis? I am. Yep. I guess. Her cat I guess was, the entire her fucking cat, world is on a first name basis now. Her cat was person of the year. I don't know if you saw her that cat? today. Well, I mean, she was person of the year, but she's in the photo like you would be if you were person of the year with Benjamin Button draped around her shoulders. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so I said Benjamin Button is person of the year. So Taylor did good numbers for us. And then, of course, we had to stop making sense. 
Right. Your boy yeah, right. David, that you're on a first name basis with. Yeah, my, my friend David, my good friend David, my other good friends Tina and Chris and Jerry. Yeah. So I was thinking with this uh-huh. that I would ask y'all what is the best live show that you've been to, best Ooh. show you've ever been to <laughs> in your life, and have you ever been to a show that was recorded? You know, that became a concert film or maybe became, question mark became. You know what I mean? Like sometimes sure. they film these over, Multiple and you nights. might have been there, or yeah, might yeah. not. So. Well, I was certainly not there for the filming of the concert film of this tour. I'm going to say the most choreographed thing ever. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I am who I am. The best show I've ever seen is David Byrne's American Utopia tour when it came through Birmingham. Okay. And cool. the, the resulting concert film, which was filmed during the Broadway residency of that tour, uh, is amazing. They obviously did not film it in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, right. But that that film was made by Spike Lee, and he brings a lot of wonderful things to the filming of that. Uh, the show itself is sort of a visual marvel. I mean, the, the conceit um, is that David and like a team of, I don't know, a dozen, 15 musicians are all unplugged. They are moving around the stage constantly, and that includes like people with drums strapped to them right. uh, and, and keys and so forth. Um, and the whole thing is tightly choreographed and um, the most spectacular stage performance I think I've ever seen. Cool. Wow. Um, I've never been to a show that was taped for or that was released for anything, but I don't know. I kind of, all mine go back to when I was younger, I think. Yeah. So I've like, yeah, two yeah, I'll go sense. with, and there aren't like big bands. Mine would either be Ani DeFranco at the Alabama Theater Woo! or Morphine at the Five Points Music Hall. Mm. Mm-hmm. So like late nineties yeah. shit, yeah, smaller shows. That makes sense. You know what I mean? I would have loved to have seen like video footage of those those shows. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about you? Well, I I definitely have been to one that was taped, but it's not a famous one. Uh huh. So when I was in high school, this is going to date me, hardcore date me. So when I was in high school, there was a little known band with a little known lead singer called the Sugar Cubes. Yeah. Hence Bjork's Bjork. sort of that's awesome debut debut group. If you yeah. And so we drove to Auburn, Alabama, to see this weird MTV. It was like a 120 minutes offshoot of Dude. some like we're going to do college radio kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it was the Godfathers. Living Color and the Sugar Cubes. Holy shit! And wow. so I, yeah, and it was it aired. It's out there. It's on. It's on YouTube. Huh. But the coolest part was uh, I'm in it for one for a flash of a second. Yeah, because we were front row, and of course, like just think about the context here, right? Like I, the Sugar Cubes are this at that time this little like Nobody. band from Iceland that we listened to and loved this. You know, at the time and I, what it was actually it would have been CD era. I don't think I ever had that on vinyl. I think mm-hmm, it was a CD mm-hmm, moment. Mm-hmm. And so I think, God, I, I can't remember that. But anyway, point is, is that um, they had given the sh- they had given the bands some Super 8 cameras, and so Bjork had a Super 8 camera, and mm-hmm. we had been on front row and had been just you know typical high school mm-hmm. like going nuts. And so there's like a moment where Bjork is filming me for like five seconds. Holy shit. That's yeah, cool. Which is pretty awesome. Um, and I have on like industrial. I had my, this This was my idea of what to wear to the Sugar Cubes concert. I don't remember clothes, but I do know that I'd gotten my dad's like industrial shop glasses. Uh-huh. 
and so I'm wearing industrial shop glasses. For like the, like one of amazing. the like punk villains from Back to the Future Part Two. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, that wouldn't be the best show I've ever been to, though. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of God. God I've been really, really lucky. Um, I mean, maybe one of the best shows was shockingly something I wouldn't have thought. I mean, I've talked a lot about like seeing Chris Isaac and it was great, mm-hmm. better than I thought it would be. I think that's the other thing is you kind of, if you're going in expecting it to be like the greatest thing you've ever seen, oftentimes yeah. that is, it's, it's just like everything else. Yeah. It's, yeah. You, your expectations are set it's so high. high. So yeah. it's kind of like I go in thinking, I hope I didn't waste these money, this money on seeing Chris Isaac and then he's just blows your mind. Right. Um, so I don't, I, you know, it's hard to kind of say, but like Kesha. So I saw Kesha when but that's a good show. when she was first out of it was her first so she played her very first show out of being under whatever that Dr. Luke. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what when a doctor and then it's a first name, you just know something's wrong. <laughs> like it's like it was the it was soon as she could get out from underneath Dr. Luke, she did a to to launch her tour, she played Iron City in Birmingham, which is way too small, but she was just testing. I remember I remember that, that now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It, was it? That was a re, it was a I mean she was crying, she brought her mother out. I mean it was like it was just really really intense and pretty yeah. incredible. And that that was really cool. I mean I've seen I got to see the Pixies, and I'm talking about the Pixies in the 80s, not the Pixies right. now. So that was pretty. I, that was awesome. But again, that was a, I got. I met Kim Deal actually. Oh, Have I told no you the story? No. So I said, so, I'm sorry for taking up so much time. Um, but my friend, this is how little the Pixies were, y'all. My friend Tom Richardson uh-huh. wrote for the Barry High School newspaper at the time, okay. and he had gotten a press pass to mm. go to the Pixies and interview them backstage. Where was the show? At UAB, at some little, at like okay. one of the halls at UAB. That's how right. tiny it was. God. I mean, nobody knew who they were. Right. Really. That's fucking again. This awesome. was like, you know, total all, all what would be now be like alternative music, right mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And so uh, we get, we go front row the whole thing, and then my friend Tom says, "Well, do you want to come backstage with me?" After you know, I've got this press pass. And by the way, he there was no other press there. Like he had he had like the high school newspaper press pass, and nobody else is there to interview them. So I'm like, whatever, you know, that's cool. I'm like, I think I'm, I'm way, at this point in my life, y'all, I just, I was way, way, way too fucking too cool. You know what I mean? Like I was just way, <laughs> right. and I was like, that's fine, whatever, you know, I guess. So I go backstage with him and I'm sitting in a hallway while he's in the, interviewing him. And I need to ask Tom, I need to be uh-huh. like, what do you remember? What the fuck you asked Jack? I mean, uh, uh, Black Francis. Black Francis. I don't. I do that all the time. So anyway, so I'm I'm sitting in the hallway and I, I Kim Deal is keeps looking out at me while because I'm just kind of hanging out and she's like, finally she turns she's like, what is your deal? And oh, I was no. like, and I just like I like went like that with my shoulders, you know. And then I was like, and she was like, oh, you're so cool. You're so cool that you bought a t-shirt. And because I was holding it, you right. know. Right? And she's like, I, yeah, you really don't like us enough to like even pop your head in here, but you bought a t-shirt. She's like, throw me that t-shirt right now. So I throw it to her and she writes in Sharpie and it's just like a little bit of white on the t-shirt on the iron on. She writes in Sharpie, fuck you, dash chem deal. Oh my God. And you, threw it back to me. That's. And I was like, whatever. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I was still getting over the fact that you saw the sugar cubes, much less. I know, I know. I got lucky, but, it, you know, it's like, 
everybody can say whatever they want about me being old, and I hear it all the time. Like, especially, what is it? What are they now? Zennials? Zillennials? Zabakarizals? I don't even want to think about it. But it's always like, there's a lot of ageism, but I'm like, you know what? I'll fucking take it. Yeah. Because it's like Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? I'm like a little like Forrest Gump. Like, I'm just right. Just just hit it right at the right time. Wow. So that was that was awesome. That was an awesome show. But again, it wasn't like I was watching going, I'm watching the Pixies. Yeah. Same. I would right. imagine that there's like, I don't know. What do you think people experienced like when they saw Elvis on the Hayride or whatever? You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, yeah. the Pixies and Elvis are the same thing. Clearly, no, they're not. But, you know, you don't know what this. Something huge before it was. No context right, for it. Right. You have no. And I do. I do remember. And like, I've seen people be amazing. I've seen amazing, all kinds of amazing shit that never went anywhere. But I was like, man, that was like, I went to see Sleep No No More in New York. And then afterwards, there was like a band that played and they were amazing. It was like some kind of like torch, kind of like quartet thing. And I was like, oh my God, I have no idea who they even are. Right. Like, I've never seen them again, never. And they were just amazing. So, I, I mean, I feel like it, you never know, right? Sure. You never know. And I do remember thinking, man, Bjork's got all this energy. She's super, and I don't even think we would have called her Bjork then. Oh, it was yeah. just like the lead yeah. singer of the Shurikis, but like yeah. whoever this woman is, like she's adorable and she's like a little, she's like a firecracker, and this is so dynamic and so awesome. But I would have never thought that she would be like someday have a hologram touring, right? You yeah. know, <laughs> right? Like yeah. never would have guessed that. So anyway, um, I, I did like you know I think like I think maybe Justin Timberlake was maybe one of the best performers, mm. one of the best concerts I've ever seen. That makes sense. So, yeah. so you can I ask you this? So yeah. obviously you've seen T Swift live. I've seen her live twice. I saw twice. I saw um, Reputation tour and then I saw Eras. Okay, that's right. And then you went and saw the movie, or you seen the saw movie, the movie, right? How did those two? Because I've never seen her live, mm-hmm. but I've I saw I watched Eras at the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, does. Does the movie do it for you after seeing her live? I had so much fun at the movie. Let me you tell did? you. Okay. I'm going to tell you something about seeing Taylor Swift for me. Okay. And I don't spend too much time on it because I sure. could go on for too too long. But both of the experiences were throttled. So when I went to Reputation Tour, I had spent at that time what now doesn't seem like much money. But at that time, right. I had spent $800 a ticket. Which, when you look now, though, uh-huh. and I mean, $800 a ticket for I'm talking about, like, I, I went through layers and layers of security and then started passing people who were on sitcoms. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was down in the, like, yeah. very front. And the person I was with, she, I went to the bathroom, she'd had a couple of drinks, and she got somehow talked into us trading seats oh, with no. somebody across the way. Okay. And they weren't as good as seats. Right. They were only slightly worse. But when you've paid eight hundred and fifty dollars for, you. I mean, well, that's what I. But but once we had done it, it was done. Right. Yeah. And you know, we, it was it was we got hood, she got hoodwinked into like my friends are over here, and what the woman was really doing was hoodwinking into a little bit of a better seat. Right. Fine. You know, and so so it kind of it ruined it ruined the show for her, and I was determined to not let it ruin it for right. me. But you know, and then and then there was like some cool things that did happen, like Taylor Swift's mom came out right where we were, which is. I don't care, but like uh, all these Swifties were, were, you know, like Andrea, you know, it was kind of cool to see that Mm -hmm. there were some things that, I mean, I experienced, it's still a great show, right? but it was tempered with this feeling. Cause I think that's the thing is you've paid so much to be there. It's gotta be so good. It's gotta be so good. Right. Whereas I paid $15 to see the Pixies. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be that good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, there's no pressure, man. There's nothing. It's just, you're seeing a band and it's, 
And I think the same is for them, right? They're not, they're playing a show with people who want to be there. You know, there's no William Morris agents on the front row. Right. They're just playing. And so, you know, you have to take it for that experience. I think Mm -hmm. you got to kind of take it at like, I've spent this much and the money's gone and you can't think about it what that money could have bought you or what it's, it's no different than sitting down at the roulette table. Like I'm not going to sit down and play with money. I don't have, because that is not fun. Mm-hmm. Sure. You play, you play with stuff that you can say goodbye to. And if you, and, and by the way, that's also when you win. Right. So, yeah, yeah. so like it's the same thing. Right. So I spent too much on those and then I spent, too, you know, I spent not as much because I got the whole Taylor lottery thing, which I've talked about oh, before right, right, yeah. for the second round, which was, I just was really lucky. I got really lucky. And so with that, we had the four-hour rain delay. Oh, yeah. okay. So I get out there after seeing our seats and being like, oh, my God, this is going to blow my, sure. our, our minds. And four hours in a hallway, which was its own experience, right? Sure. Like it's its own thing that well, yeah. I'll never – like I'll remember for the rest of my life. But then, you know, we're sitting there and she's tired and we're tired. And it probably took her I, – I could just see it. It took probably 40 minutes before she started getting into the – she wasn't on the wave – Mm-hmm. Until 40 minutes in. And then right. and then she caught it. And then it became like she kind of – but at that point, I'm tired. You know, it's 2 a.m. We're exhausted. Yeah. So anyway, um, I this was the great thing about the Eras Tour. I'd spent 20 bucks. I mean, I'd probably spent 100 because I bought a bunch of people tickets. But I'd spent 100 bucks to go, to go see the film at Sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And I – live down the street and I don't have to drive home. Right. So I, I drank a goblet of wine. <laughs> like I'm not going to drink sure. a goblet of wine. When was, it, I'm, was it Merlot? <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> Merlot. I'm not going to drink a goblet of wine when I'm at the Eras tour in Nashville and Lisa's got to pick me up, you know, a mile from the stadium at 4am. Like you just, yeah. I know at this point I know better than to go bumbling around drunk out of sure. a concert. Yeah. So like, and, and I also don't want to pee. Right. That's the other thing. Like I'm sitting, you're 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 negotiating and navigating all these things mm-hmm. at, the, at an expensive show like that that yeah. has all these layers of bullshit. Whereas at the Eras tour, I'm like, you know, like I'm in there with everybody who wants to be there, who's having the time of their lives, and I'm just piling on alcohol, not worried about <laughs> it, and not worried about having to, you know, drive anywhere. And anyway, yeah, I had a I had a blast. Is it's a completely different experience. Sure, but. It was, it was as fun, if that makes I get sense. That. Yeah. Maybe no, more fun, right? You know, because there's less to deal with. Yeah, the and movie. there's less pressure on the experience itself. Yeah, right. You know, I so you. yeah. And then, I mean the the other thing I I wanted to kind of mention too is that so this 30th anniversary of Nirvana has come up. Right. Mm-hmm. That playing it, um, what at the BJCC, BJCC or Boutwell? No, it was Boutwell. It was Boutwell. Yeah. Um, and I was at that show. I happened to be home for the holidays because SCAD, Savannah, um, the college I was at, lets out at Thanksgiving. They're on mm-hmm. the they're on the quarter system, or at least they used to be. And so you let you got out at Thanksgiving, and you didn't go back till after the January first. So you had this like month long break basically. Right. And so I was home for the holiday or whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I guess I'll go to the show. I like Nirvana a lot, but they they're sellout. At this point, it was like they're sellouts. <laughs> Which you is know. Yeah. Um. But I've heard a lot of people talking. Chloe was at that show. Mm. Our friend um, Ben Flanagan, I think, was at that show and, oh, wrote, wow. and has written about it for AL.com. Yeah. So, and it's kind of a fun article to read. I think it's like Nirvana with my parents on a school night or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's yeah. much younger than me, so it was a different experience. I was in college. Right. I I just want to tell y'all that show is terrible. 
I can see that. I just, I know everybody, and this is, this is funny because it just goes to show like your experience of what you saw, you know what I mean? Sure. What is everybody's different, but my experience at that point in my life was like, they're not very good. He seemed really unhappy. Mm-hmm. He um, was just being like, I want to thank everybody for being well behaved. And I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. I didn't, he, I didn't, wasn't feeling any love from that band at that time, at that moment. Well, and, he was dead within a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, with something like that, even though it wasn't a very good show, like, in hindsight, knowing, of course, where that story goes, like, is that a valued experience? Yeah. I mean, I'm really glad I went. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, I saw R.E.M. in, like, 2003 or whatever yeah. after uh, Around the Sun, which is a terrible record and this was post bill barry leaving the band yeah but now they've you know broken up they swear up and down they will never reunite they, and they might actually be done i think they they i mean they, they seem band, pretty adamant yeah about yeah it. i mean it makes sense you, you but, know but like I, yeah. was that their best show i have no idea but sure. i i will you know kind of treasure that because you know one of my favorite bands of all time um you know, getting to see them even in support of a record that I didn't like even at the time um, is was special at the time, but it's even more special now that I know I'm never going to have that opportunity again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I saw Elliot Smith. Yeah, see, Ooh, there you go. I would have loved that. And yeah. um, it wasn't a great show. Well, I totally believe I mean, that. <laughs> that's the whole thing, right? There's another like, another guy who wasn't super happy. No, yeah. and it was in a tiny club in New York, and I had fought to get the tickets mm-hmm. because it sold out really quickly, and I somehow managed to get on like whatever the Craigslist thing. It might have been Craigslist yeah. at the time was, and I managed to scrounge up some tickets that were like really questionable but ended up working. And it just was like, of course, I had no, again, no perspective of what was going to, what was to come, but it, I was kind of left there like, uh that yeah. was fine. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, another person who was probably really, really unhappy okay. yeah. at the time where I saw like Ben Queller or whatever, and he was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even like him that much, but I was like, this is fine. Yeah. You know, now on, on the Same flip week. side of that, um, when neutral milk hotel did their reunion tour about 10 years ago now and came to iron city here in Birmingham, I got a ticket to that, went to that. How was that? It was fucking amazing. I mean, yeah. you know, but, that that's another thing where like that's a once in who knows how long opportunity like Jeff Mangum is going to return to the wilderness probably after this tour and never come out, sure. which is seemingly what he has done. Right. Um, but he was into it and the crowd was into it and the band sounded great. And I mean, that was something again that I'll, I'll sort of never forget because that was an opportunity for me to see this band that whose work I kind of treasured, who I'd never thought I would ever get to see. Yeah, I mean, I saw Morrissey twice. Terrible. Did he, did he admonish you <laughs> just, <laughs> just for being so, in the room? <laughs> I mean, but I, you understand. I was like basically like a Smith. Like I, I mean, you know, I just was nuts about the Smiths. Yeah, sure. And so you know, having seen him twice, I was. It was just like, oh fuck, this sucks. I mean, it kind of made me like him less. I mean, I think I think future. I know, I know. He's, well, so he's, this, he's again, going for out that. Out of context, future future islands. Twice I've seen them, oh, wow. and both of the times I've seen them, it once was pre pandemic, and the other was was like pandemic was still happening. People were in masks, and um, both times it's just an amazing. I mean, they, that's got to be up there for me. Yeah. them mm. and and like I also saw Sunny Day Real Estate at the Forty Watt, 
And when they came out, and they're big dudes, like, well, it, I don't know about Jeremy Enoch. I think he's my, maybe a smaller guy, but the three other dudes yeah. in the band, at least to me, were like big dudes. And the stage at the 40 Watt is, I don't know if you've ever seen a show there, but it's so tiny. And they all sort of started jumping at the same time, and it felt like the whole, whole room was, gonna, was yeah. just going. And it was, that was awesome. Nice. Anyway, I could, yeah. we could keep going with this. We sure okay. could. Um, why don't we let's redux this and come back with uh, take a little time to think about what is the worst concert we've ever seen and the worst concert film we've ever seen. Ooh, and okay. we'll, and we'll okay. redux this Uh-oh. next time. All right, cool. Well, thank you for listening to Side Talks Podcast, where your own personal cinematic Barry Mary Daiquiri and I'm I'm really actually upset about what I have to say Corey okay but I'm doing it I'm doing it for the gram or whatever they (laughs) doing doing it for I don't want to say doing it for the pod because that's fucking terrible but not as terrible as the five dollar tipsy reindeer what's a tipsy reindeer oh my god so where do you think these drinks might lie like where do you think these these might be coming in from do you know uh some sort of fast casual restaurant you got Um, it old scrapplebees scrap sure yeah yeah scrapplebees sleigh bell sips Uh sleigh bell sips menu (laughs) great (laughs) so i just need you to know because you got to make a decision here the Berry Mary Daiquiri, which is also five dollars. Yeah, um, I'm going to read you. The copywriters were hard at work on this, Great. so let's let's let them shine. Are you ready? <laughs> I don't know. I used to produce really shitty. Um, well, I produced some decent audio radio commercials, but uh-huh. I also produced some really shitty ones. So it was always like, do it with a smile. So here we go. Okay. No mittens needed to enjoy this frozen swirled holiday daiquiri made with Captain Morgan melon liqueur, strawberry and lime topped with a Santa gummy. No. <laughs> okay. And then the $5 tipsy reindeer. It's so annoying. Get into the holiday spirits. I get it. <laughs> With this delicious punch featuring Smirnoff Vodka, Ocean Spray, Trademark Symbol, Cranberry, Pomegranate, and Premium Lemon Sour. I don't know what makes the Lemon Sour Premium. Topped with a Santa Gummy. They got to stop it with adding candy to drinks. Do you think it's an actual gummy? Like a... Yeah, an I, activated gummy. Oh, I don't think it's an activated gummy. I, I think that would be Scrapplebees. Come on, maybe in California, man. Selling point. <laughs> what are you more than do? anything else? What are you gonna do? Okay, when I first heard the name Tipsy Reindeer, I was dead set against it. Yeah. But that actually sounds like a drink that I might. Thank you for taking that consider. because it's just absolutely terrible. The daiquiri sounds fucking bad though. What what the fuck is melon liqueur? I don't want that. No, you probably don't. And also. You know, the ever so popular holiday daiquiri. Yeah. Is that what you think of when you're like, mm, a frozen Christmas. daiquiri? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, maybe in West Palm Beach. But I don't think of a tipsy reindeer either. That yeah. just sounds like, you know, it just sounds like an actual drink that a human being might want. Yeah. Like cranberry and pomegranate and lemon. Okay. Yeah. I can I can go with that. The name is stupid. The name is The really Santa stupid. gummy it's only $5, is stupid. Though. I mean, but, but that seems. Like a plausible drink. So I'll go with the Tipsy Reindeer. I don't feel good about it, Um, but I'll go with it. I got it. Well, I'll meet you at Scrapplebees. Oh, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. 
how would you know about these drinks if you weren't listening to us? Applebee's, yeah. write us a check. Somebody, somebody is at Applebee's right now listening to this podcast. Our governor has written us a check, from what I heard. Right? What? The podcast? No. Oh. Us individually. <laughs> governor K. Ivy writing the yeah. Side Talks podcast, Gov the big Meemaw. old check. You know who would never sponsor this podcast? I mean, a long the list state of, of people, Alabama? but Gov Meemaw, never. Um, any elected Republican? She'd be like, you gay. <laughs> she would say like, that. You too, bitch. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Rumor, innuendo, jokes. <laughs> oh, Patricia Todd, um, thank you. Anyway, before it gets too political in here, thank you for listening. Thanks uh, to Boutwell Studios. Yeah, thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Uh, I'm sorry in advance if you get like sued for libel or something. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Not going to happen. Yeah, uh, if you're Trademarked listening. Trademarked Ocean Spray. What if we got a cease and desist from Ocean Spray? I would love it. Any and all cease and desists uh, should be addressed to Rachel Morgan. Uh, send them my personally. way. Let's fucking go. Um, I'm like Elon Musk over here. Like, let's get in the ring and fight, Zuck. Hey, advertisers fleeing my platform. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, okay, man. Um, what else do we say here? Visit SidewalkFest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media and get a ticket to see a movie with us at the cinema. We're showing some good stuff. And we've got a lot of good stuff coming up uh, through the holiday season into the new year. We're, uh, you know, making our plans. And uh, we're they're, excited. They're, yeah, I think we're, some good we're, plans. We've got our we got some really cool series coming up. I'll put we it that sure way. Do. So we keep sure an do. eye out for that. We're we're psyched. We're doing some good work around here. We really are. That's right. So not keep Sam, an eye man. on it. Everybody, Sam, Sam's <laughs> doing bad work. Everybody but Sam. Yeah. Why don't you go drink a fucking glass of Merlot, Sam? Sam? Listen. This is what happens when you don't, when you're not able to make it because you're, you know, have other shit to do like work. This is what happens. We just trash you. We trash you in here. I, yeah. I, I wait till you're here. Well, sometimes well, we, I yeah. talk shit behind your back. Too. He does. Keep um, that in mind the next time you're weighing in on a fight. Oh, he doesn't have to. He's just naturally anti Corey <laughs> as it is. Oh, whatever. I feel like I got railroaded. Wrap it up, bitch. All right. That's it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.